Welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast brought to you by the PI Programs team at Vizient. I'm Shannon Hill, PI Program Director, and your host for today's podcast. Our topic today will cover our recent Improving Sepsis Bundle Compliance Collaborative. According to the CDC, sepsis is the body's extreme response to an infection and a life-threatening medical emergency. Sepsis happens when an infection that is present triggers a chain reaction throughout the body. Most cases of sepsis start before a patient goes to the hospital and is a leading cause of not only readmissions, but also deaths in hospitals. Joining us today is Leanne Bonds, Director of Quality and Patient Safety at UF Health Shands Hospital in Florida. UF Health Shands recently participated in the Vizient Improving Sepsis Bundle Compliance Collaborative and is our guest today to speak about their experience and work in that project. Leanne, welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Shannon. Happy to be here. Just starting the conversation, I wanted to kind of kick it off from the very beginning. What drove you to enroll in the Improving Sepsis Bundle Compliance Collaborative? I'm told that prior to my arrival at Gainesville, Shans did participate in the first sepsis collaborative from Vizient. Since my arrival, it's been our practice that whenever we can put a team together, even if we're doing well in a measure, there is always something new to learn. And there's always value to participating in the collaborative, whether we're learning from someone else or we're sharing with someone else what worked for us. Yeah, that's very true. There's always room to improve no matter what. So great point. You know, moving into the collaborative, when you first started, what would you say your goals were? Our major goal was to go live with our sepsis sidebar and improve compliance with that sidebar. Some people refer to it as the storyboard. We refer to it as the sidebar. So our goal was to get it up and running, refine it if we needed to, and to get people to use it. That was our major goal. Very good. What would you say your takeaways from the collaborative? What were they? First, we realized that our use of the sepsis order set was about 50-50. Only about half of the providers were using the order set. And we realized that we had to increase compliance with the order set because without using the order set, the sepsis sidebar doesn't fire. Now, we worked with our IT personnel to talk about what could trigger the sepsis sidebar and using the order set we felt was ideal so that it didn't trigger too much or not enough. So the decision was made to use the order set as the trigger. Okay, very good. You've mentioned the sepsis sidebar piece in your electronic health record. How did you decide as an organization to look at that and what was your approach in that work? To be honest with you, I don't know a whole lot of detail about it because all of that discussion was made before I got to Shans. But our sepsis abstractor was very involved in that, along with IT and our former chief quality officer. And it was their decision that they would put together the sepsis sidebar. So they worked with the IT people and they came up with what the sidebar would look like. And then they would share a screenshot. And then folks would talk about, does this need to be tweaked? Does that need to be changed? And then once they got to something that we felt was at least doable as a first draft, they released it. And we communicated that to all the nurses and the providers. 
And as you began your work on this, I'm always thinking that you're going to run into barriers regardless of what the project is. As you reflect on that, any barriers that you could think of that you ran into? And if so, how did you navigate around those? The two biggest barriers were, number one, the workload for IT. Because here in Gainesville, we're adding new hospitals to our system all along, which adds more workload for the IT people. So if you ask them to do something, they're great, but it doesn't mean they're going to have it done next Tuesday. That was one barrier. And then the other barrier was once we went live with it, realizing that if we use the order set as the trigger, only half the providers or half the time were they using the order set. Even though we on the committee saw such tremendous advantages to using the sidebar, not everybody saw it the same way we did. And have you seen any outcomes so far from your work? We have. And our sepsis mortality rate is about 12%. And I can recall working at another organization years ago and participating in a sepsis collaborative where the goal was 25%. So we're at 12% now. But we do know that the mortality rate with the present on admission sepsis is still about half of what it is for sepsis not present on admission. And I've had similar experiences at other organizations I guess because I have ICU experience, sepsis seems to be a gift that I get in a lot of organizations that I work at. And that's always been one of the challenges. As I think about the collaborative that you participated in, and we've got people from various organizations listening to the podcast, I just wanted to kind of ask, are there any big ahas that you can think of that you want to make sure that we pass on to other listeners? Yes. One of the things we found with the discussions on using the order set and just general discussions about sepsis, we found that a lot of providers were hesitant to put the diagnosis of sepsis in the chart and to kick off the sepsis bundle if they weren't sure the patient had sepsis. So we've been reinforcing that you can document potential sepsis. You can still go through the bundle to make sure you don't miss it. But then the key is, if you find out the patient doesn't have sepsis, to document that you've ruled it out. And that documentation of ruled out was very important. That changed a lot for us. And I just last week had a question from the surgical quality coordinator, and she asked, if they find the patient doesn't have sepsis, do they still have to do the reassessment for sepsis, and can they document ruled out? So our sepsis abstractor has clarified that with the surgical team. And I just chimed in and said, yes, if it's ruled out, please document it. That helps tremendously. And then they're excluded from the measure. Very good. Great tips. I have to ask with your work, the sepsis sidebar, what are your next steps there as an organization at UF Shands? Well, we're working with the ICU Improvement Committee to increase compliance with the order set, because that's one of the places where patients develop after admission. And our abstractor has educated them on the fact that you can diagnose potential sepsis. And then if you find out they don't have it, then you can document that they were ruled out. And that's not a problem. That's safe for the patient. And it's not a problem for documentation and coding, etc. Frequently, we have cases where Coding makes the primary DRG sepsis, and our chief quality officer or someone else on our mortality committee will say, but it doesn't look like they really had sepsis. 
And our coder will say, I understand that, but I found it documented in the chart 17 times. So their hands are tied. So that's one of the biggest steps is we have to educate them to say they can diagnose potential sepsis. And then if it's ruled out, they just need to say they've ruled it out. Okay, great. Leanne, thank you for joining us. Some great work that you're doing there. Some great lessons learned in the collaborative. We really appreciate you sharing your story. You're quite welcome. Thanks for having me. We always enjoy and learn a lot when we participate in the Vizient Collaboratives. Our thanks to Leanne Bonds, Director of Quality and Patient Safety at UF Health Shands Hospital, for sharing her story. And thanks to you for listening. For Vizient's PI Programs Team, I'm Shannon Hill. Please join us for more knowledge on the go. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments at picollaboratives at vizientinc.com. <laughs>